Hey, 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 everybody. It is Tammy here, your favorite Houston-based attorney and host of Ask Tammy Live, where we discuss the best ways to establish your business, protect your name, and keep your profits. Today's question of the day is, what are the most common mistakes people make when forming their LLCs? Okay. So, you know, we've talked about LLCs often here. We've talked, spoken about trademarks, talking about a lot of things, but I want to peel the curtain back just a little bit um, because this is, this. I feel like what I'm telling you is insider, you know, business lawyer information. I just, I feel like a lot of people don't know these things. Um, you might know, you might know a handful of them, but I'm telling you three. And there's almost like one that I'm almost positive you don't know just because it's not common knowledge, but surprise me. So uh, let's just jump into it. These are the three most common mistakes that I see when people are forming their LLCs. The first one I'm going to say is that a lot of people when they're forming their LLCs are putting their private personal information online for the whole world to know. And you're like, I didn't do that. You might have. Why do I say you might have? So for most states, right, whether you're creating it, um, whether the state has a document, a paper process or an online process, most states are going to ask you for a couple of things with regards to information about the people who are collecting or um, creating the entity. Not all the states, but the majority of them are asking for this. They're asking about, well, every state requires a registered agent. If you don't know what that is, I have a video for that. I'll put a link to that in the description box below. But in addition to the registered agent, they are asking information about the person who manages the company, the LLC, the corporation, whatever, or who owns it. So you're either a shareholder or a member or whatever you are. It's, it's essentially ownership and management. Those are the two things that they're asking. And when they ask about those two, they use usually ask about their addresses. Now, many people use their personal information when they are providing either the registered agent address or they're providing the information with regards to this manager or owner information. And that, my friend, is putting your home address on the World Wide Web for everybody to know. Yeah, you, you didn't, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I had, to, I had to be the one to break it to you. But you just put it there for the whole world so somebody can go online, they can look up your LLC and find out where you live. Let's change that. Let's not do that. So instead, okay, of putting your private information out there, this is what you need to do when you're forming an LLC. If you are forming an LLC, even if you're going to be running the business from your home, right? Let's say it's an e-commerce business or just you have a home office, but you don't want to put it on the world for the whole world to see. You need to find a way to get a virtual address or virtual mailbox or find someone who can, well, yeah, essentially virtual address, virtual mailbox. There are plenty of those available, right? For me, for my clients, I provide it as a service in terms of connecting them with the right parties to get that done because I'm like, no, we're not going to put your, your information for, out there for the world. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so that's one of the big mistakes that I see is people are not thinking about that. So what I would say is you can see if you can find a service that provides a registered agent and most of those, um, whether it be with an attorney's office, whether it be a third party, they will often also have a mailing service where they will collect mail and you can use that as your mailing address as well as your registered agent. But it depends on the different service provider that you're looking at and who you're, you're speaking with and dealing with. But that's number one. Do not put your private information online. Okay. Number two, this is the one that I think some people know, but they still don't do. 
you need to make sure you create an operating agreement. Listen, 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 Linda, <laughs> right? I don't know if any of you remember that meme that went around um, or that, that little cute kid years and years ago. I think he's like a teenager now. It's crazy. But um, he's not a teenager, but he's older. But what I want to say is you want to make sure that you have an operating agreement. Why do you need an operating agreement? Here's the thing. I've had folks who are single member um, LLCs, single member corporations come back to me and they're trying to do something to expand their business. And, you know, one of my big things is I want to help make it easier for people to scale. You're trying to expand your business. Maybe you're trying to expand it to a different territory, a different region, a different online space. And those places are going to ask for proof of your business and they'll often ask for multiple pieces so you might have if you formed the llc formally you'll have a certificate of formation or article of incorporation depending on your state and depending on what you created but that might not be enough there might need to be another document that you produce that has more information about the way you run your business like that's how they verify whether you're a real business owner so they're looking at your operating agreements so you are going to need that not only in that instance but also in the instance when you're talking about potential lawsuits if someone tries to sue you and you want to say oh well i have this division limited liability i protected it. i created an llc i shouldn't be able to be sued well, one of the things that the, the court system is going to ask you, the legal system is going to ask, prove it. Prove it to me that you treated your business like it was a real business. Well, I said, I, I, uh, I formed an LLC. Okay, but did you treat that business like it was a real business? Do you have documentation to prove that you're treating it separately, right? Some of that documentation is the operating agreement. And the operating agreement shouldn't be something you just downloaded online because this is what's going to happen. You downloaded it randomly online. You never looked at it. You have no idea what it's requiring of you. And so then now you're getting sued and you're looking at it and it's like, oh, and my operating agreement said I was going to meet, you know, with my board. Um, once a year. Well, first and foremost, I don't have a board. Second, I don't meet with anybody and I have no documentation of that. The court is going to look at that and say, you don't have, you, you didn't treat this like a business. And for the sake of protection, we're not going to allow you now to just kind of like find this weird loop when you didn't actually do what you said you were going to do. So all of this is to say mistake number two is that people don't have operating agreements. You need an operating agreement. Even if you're a single member LLC, I would say that this is like Take what I said just then, multiply it times like 500 million if you have multiple people who are part of your LLC. Because listen, getting into business with people is like marriage and your operating agreement is like a prenup. And I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are about prenups when it comes to actual marriage, but when it comes to business, you need something in place because it's, 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 it's business. It's business. It's business. It's business. It's business. Okay. So you need an operating agreement to talk about how your business runs. I think it does something also for you when you've been intentional about that, like from a subconscious perspective. But we talked about two things, exposing your private information, um, which we don't want to do, but that's a mistake people often make. Not creating an operating agreement, another mistake people make. And this is the one that is like so subtle, but it's huge. And it goes back to what we're talking about with the operating agreement in terms of limiting your liability and protecting yourself. And this is it. A lot of people, when they're forming their LLCs, make them member managed LLCs, which, and this is specific for LLCs, but they make them member managed LLCs because that's usually the default that your state's going to give you. And that's going to kind of do, it weakens your liability protection. Across the board, most business lawyers are going to tell you that you want to form a manager managed LLC. When you form a manager managed LLC, you can still be the manager. 
But what it does is it adds a layer of like, it adds a layer with regards to your protection. And one of the strategies that lawyers use when it comes to asset protection, when it comes to protecting yourself from the things that occur in business is making sure that you have the proper like compartments and proper layers. And, and this label of member managed versus manager managed is it's a small but mighty enhancement with regards to adding that division. So then once you decide that you're going to be a manager managed LLC, you're going to make sure your operating agreement reflects that there shouldn't be a disconnect. And so the powers that you establish in your operating agreement have to empower the manager and the manager again can be you, but you want to go into those details and talk about it as you're creating your operating agreements, your LLCs and making sure everything is aligned. So just to recap, three mistakes people often make is they expose their private information. Um, they don't have operating agreements and they select member managed LLCs over manager managed LLCs. And all three of those are big no-nos and hopefully the cool business lawyers on YouTube are not going to attack me for sharing this secret with you because I feel like it's a secret because I haven't seen it anywhere, but I want you to know. <laughs> All right. Um, that's all I have for you today. Listen, if this has been really valuable to you, you might be in a place where you're like, okay, my next step, I need to, I need to move with this action or I feel inspired to take action to continue to grow my business. What do I do, Tammy? I got three resources for you, three things for you to consider, three choices. You get to choose which one. You choose all three. You can choose just one. You should choose at least one. The first thing that I'm going to say, it's more direct, is that feel free to reach out to me or another attorney, um, an attorney in your jurisdiction who can give you more guidance about how to go about establishing your business and protecting your name and doing all the things. I can help you with regards to branding all over the nation, but I'm only licensed in Texas when it comes to the LLC formation. And that's why I say, hey, talk to other attorneys. But you want to make sure you're reaching out to someone to ask them questions about this. So you can reach out again. If you want to reach out to me, my information's on uh, will be below. Reach out to me on my website, schedule an appointment, and then we can get into the nitty gritty and the uniqueness of your situation. Talk about the unique strategy for you. That's option number one. If that's not an option for you, it doesn't work for whatever reason. And you're like, ah, but I still need to know more. I'm hungry for more information. I'm not ready to invest in meeting with somebody because I just feel like I, I want to have my ducks in a row, have at least a baseline understanding of what I'm talking about before I meet. Second option for you is there is a course that I created just for the person like you who's like I need more information I want to understand this this course is so comprehensive there's a lot of information in it but I think you'll find it super valuable I'll put a link to that below go ahead and join the email course or join the course it's still free as of the time of this writing it's still free will it always be free I don't know I don't know it didn't actually start out as free but I decided to just put it out there for y'all so take advantage of it while it's still there um, that's the second option for you. The third option, you say, you know what? I'm not ready to meet. I don't know if I'm ready to take this course. It's a lot. What else can I do? Download access our checklist. There's a checklist that has been simplified to say, these are the steps. These are the processes that I take my clients through. You want that at the very minimum. The benefit when you get that is you'll have that checklist for you to use and you'll be added to our list. And on our list, I share tips. I share tidbits. I have sometimes internal email courses that go out. So all of these things are available to you, but you have have to join the list or you won't know about any of these things. Right. And so phew, that was a lot of information, but I hope that you found it to be really valuable to you because I want you to make sure that you are establishing your business, protecting your name and keeping your profits. Um, let me know if you've made one of these mistakes below. I know don't, don't feel ashamed. A lot of people do. 
just let me know. Um, and let me know what questions you might have based off of what I, what I shared, um, in the comment section below. If you want to follow me online, not in real life, the handle is at TOS legal. And until next time, I will talk to you soon. Bye. Have a great day.